We're gamers. We're talking sports. It's the Gamers Do Sports podcast. Finally back again after several weeks of not being around due to countless issues going on. Um, but first, let's introduce you to all of our hosts again. Over to my left, my right. I can't tell how it looks on here. Josh. Hi. Ryan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Well, okay. glad to be back. Cody. Uh, fly Eagles fly on the road to <laughs> not repeating. Um, it's me, Cody, oh. your host with the most. Poor Slay. Poor Slay. Um, yeah, we haven't been here for several weeks now, almost a month. I think our last episode was the Super Bowl episode, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, post Cody and I's visit to Daytona, the left turn cult family had an unfortunate circumstance happen. So we stood with them and their time grieving and all that. Um, the week after that, I ended up in the hospital. Ryan was sick. And then the week after that, I had to have surgery. So we didn't have a show for the last couple weeks for several different reasons. You also might be noticing that we are missing one of our co-hosts. Um, this is a four-man show moving forward. Uh, Tony has some personal issues going on, some things that he wants to fix for himself, and we mutually agreed to part ways. Um, no disrespect to him. We have nothing but love for him. We support oh! him. We support him in every way, shape, and form, and we hope he gets better with everything he's got going on. He continues to support us. He's been posting about us when he gets the chance to. There, Trust me, there is no hard feelings there. Um, but we have a jam-packed episode or jam-packed show for you this week, episode show. And we have a special guest on the show, personal friend of mine, Steve Burhalter from the Tampa Bay Rays is coming on. He is next in the week in sports. All right, welcome back to the Gamers Do Sports podcast this week in sports. Our first ever guest on the Gamers Do Sports podcast, Stephen Burhalter from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Steve, how you doing, pal? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being our first guest. Um, I guess the first part of all this would be to explain to our listeners what you do. What is your role with the Tampa Bay Rays? So I am an affiliate clubhouse manager. That kind of entails like a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing in one title, I guess you would call it. Um, mainly just dealing with Equipment, any nutrition aspects that come in and out of the clubhouse, uh, you know, dealing with front office staff, players on a day-to-day -day basis, um, just doing anything and everything and making sure everything's taken care of. So that's kind of the job description. It's not one one thing. <laughs> yeah. It, like, what does your day typically consist of? Like, you know, if you had to walk us through from the morning to when you you're done for the day. And give so, us like a bad day example, like where you're loaded down with stuff. Exactly. Honestly, like a bad day is when kind of the weather or rain interferes with, with a day that makes it even longer. I mean, you're at the field for 12 or 13 hours as it is. So, you know, if it gets into a rain delay and usually like in the minor leagues, teams want to play. So. I mean, there's been times where it's been a three-hour delay and you restart, you know, a game's at seven, you play a half inning, and the game gets restarted at 10 o'clock, then you play nine <laughs> nine innings, the game goes until 
12 o'clock in the morning and then you're there until 2.30 or 3 afterwards. Um, and then you're back at it for a getaway day day game at 8 a.m. So um, that's a bad day. That's a, that's a tough day, but it still beats, you know, being in a job that you hate <laughs> somewhere, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's or something. The forty-hour-a-week job, right? I was going to yeah. say, like, what all of our, us guys in here go through on a day-to-day basis. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Now, Steve, Steve, do you go on the road at all with the team, or do you just stick down in in Florida? Uh, so it depends. Um, in the last handful of years, I've been based out of affiliates. So in 2018, I was an assistant clubhouse manager in Durham which is our AAA affiliate. 19, I was the head guy of our rookie ball affiliate in Princeton, West Virginia. And then 2020 had the, the opportunity to uh, work on the visiting side in the big leagues, uh, which was really unique with being a, a pandemic and the way baseball was at that time. And it was a heck of an experience. Um, and then, the last couple of years in 21 and 22, I was based out of uh, Charleston, our uh, low A affiliate. So I go covering those years. I, I'd been on the road, uh, just depending on whether it's a road trip I wanted to make or if the team needed me at that point. Uh, usually in the playoffs, I would I would travel just to be able to experience it on the road. If you very could nice. like, if you could like start from the very beginning of your baseball. Mm-hmm career you know inside professional baseball just give us like the timeline of like where you've been throughout the years like in order if you could yeah yeah so 2016 uh i had a friend of mine that was an assistant clubhouse manager for uh and charlotte stone crabs they were the high affiliate at that point and uh you know, he asked if I wanted to go and help her out in the clubhouse one day. I didn't have – it was my freshman year of college, and I didn't have any class that day. It was a Wednesday. I was laying in bed, and I was like, well, you know what? I don't have anything to do. Pretty be pretty cool to check out the facility. So I went in there and met my soon-to-be boss, Pat, uh, Pat Phelan, Pat Stacks. He's actually with Team Italy in the WBC right now. Um Stax is with Italy? Stax is with Italy. No kidding. Yep, he's in Japan right now. That's cool. Tokyo, at the Tokyo Dome. Um, anyway, that's how I became a bat boy. They needed some help. It was a summer gig. Uh, and then after that summer, Stax invited me back to be his assistant in 2017, back in Port Charlotte. And then oh, that was the Tebow year. When Tebow Mania was happening all around the Florida State League. So that was cool being a part of that, you know, him coming through Port Charlotte and stuff. Um, 2018, Stacks got the job in Durham and took me with him to Durham. And that was a really, that was cool just because it was, you know, I'd never experienced anything like that. It's trip away. And Durham is basically, it's a big league city, it's a big league town. Like, it's obviously it's the most iconic iconic team and minor league team in baseball. You have everything, you know, Bull Durham and 
everything named after it. So that was cool, just being a part of that. Uh, they won the Governor's Cup that year, so it's cool going and just we. I think we won it. We won the Governor's Cup in Scranton, and then went to the national championship game in Columbus. That was fun being part of that. So then after that year, I went to Princeton in 2019. That was my first year being a head guy. Um, it was unique. Princeton was a, is a small town. Maybe, I don't even know, not many people. <laughs> Maybe like 10,000 people. I mean, you'd probably be Arcadia, Florida with a ba professional baseball team. Um, but it's unique. It's the Appy League. And Appy League has so much history. With, I mean, dating back to, shoot, probably the 1950s. Like, And everybody's so genuine and nice there. So that was a really, really unique experience. And then in 2020, I was set to go back to, back to Princeton. And uh, the pandemic happened. Spring training was shut down. Um, and then... I had the opportunity to work the ATS, the alternate trading site, um, and work up on the visiting side in the big leagues. So that was cool to get my, my as you would call it, my cup of coffee in the show. <laughs> um, then after that, in 21 and 22, I took a job in Charleston, South Carolina. And that's uh, the low affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. And what, what are your plans for this year? This year, I uh, got the opportunity to work uh, based out of the complex, uh, the FCL, Florida Complex League. So I'll be home uh, in Port Charlotte. So that's going to be nice after getting married this past offseason and being home. And But um, I'm excited for it. It's, I guess you would call it rookie ball, comp, you know, complex ball, but uh, that's where I'll be. And you bring up the COVID year. What was the most difficult thing for you in your job to do during that year that you maybe would have been so easy to do any other year? MLB put a big emphasis on protocols. And a lot of it was making sure everything was sanitized and clean because, you know, if one person got COVID, it was shut down. I mean, there was teams shut down. Uh, during that year, you know, having to take games off and figuring it out. So, like, just the intensity of that, um, which we all wanted to be safe with. In any, in any job industry, we didn't really know what COVID was, right? So, you just want to try to stay safe and also be able to play baseball and have some sort of normalcy. Um, but I would say probably the, the those protocols – just making sure that everything was clean and sanitized and, and safe for everybody. And that was now, has those rules has have those rules uh, you know gone down a little bit since the pandemic, or are they still um, really adamant about that? I mean, they're still adamant about you know it's more kind of on, on your personal level. Um, like in during the pandemic, like everything had to be spaced six feet apart, lockers, seating areas all that kind of stuff. Now it's kind of relaxed a little bit. Um, you don't have to have six feet apart and stuff like that. But I mean, just like the rest of the world, you know, there's still signs of protocols. Like, I mean, you go to Walgreens or anywhere, they still got plexiglass up. 
I mean, it's, you know, there's still, I mean, there's still protocols from MLB that are sent out, but it's more just like, you know, watch yourself and that's it. So Steve, given that, you know, like you're with the big club in Orlando right now in Disney, mm-hmm. you're, this is your third spring training. Fourth, 19, 20, 21, 22, fifth, fifth year, fifth spring training. Yeah. So, and you also had, like you said, the visiting side COVID year with the Rays. Mm-hmm. Was there a player that walked into the clubhouse that had you starstruck? You've been around these guys for, you know, a while now. You've gone through the minor leagues with some of them, yeah. you know, whether it be clubhouse manager and the lower affiliates and stuff. But like, yeah. Has a big leader come through and you're like, holy shit, that's so-and-so? I wouldn't say so, to be honest with you. Um, kind of working working in baseball, you're around, you're around players, you're around coaches, you're around, you know, these guys that have played in the big leagues. Um, and working in the minor leagues, you, you get to know them as people. So, like, whenever you see a big leaguer, they're normal human beings that just have a really unique talent. So I wouldn't say I've been starstruck by really anybody. Like, it was cool, like, meeting all these different people and stuff like that. So, like, I, when I mentioned the whole Tebow era, uh, when that whole thing happened, like, it was cool. We, like, you know, right, that's Tim Tebow that walked by. And like, wow, that's cool. You know, but, like, nothing's been, like, I'm starstruck over anything. Well, I mean, that's that's all. I bet you – I bet you the players respect that too, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're not all up in their face the whole time asking for autographs and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) No. I mean, you get to know. Can you get your autograph? Can you get your autograph? (laughs) You get to know these guys like on a personal level. And, you know, it's just like this talking to you guys. So, anybody more so than somebody else that you've like really become close with over the years that you never, if you didn't have this opportunity, wouldn't have happened? I don't know. You get to meet some different guys. Um, especially, you know, being in the minor leagues, you meet you meet guys that make it that don't make it. And I've been able to keep relationships with guys that are now working normal jobs and, you know, you know, become best of friends. Like there's a guy, uh, my wife actually. <clears throat> so he, he pitched for us. Um. And he ended up meeting a, a, a late a girl in Port Charlotte. She became a chiropractor, and my wife is goes to her as a chiropractor, and he works the front office. So I've I mean, also seen your wife in the last couple of weeks. She gave me a cat scan a couple of yeah, weeks ago. Yep, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's there's anybody in particular, but like you, you're able to see see guys on different levels and. It's cool seeing them after baseball as well. Um, now, when it comes to the job part of the of what you do, is it a is it a yearly thing? Is it a contract that you sign where you're with this club for a certain amount of time, or are you looked at more as like an independent contractor where you have to sign on for the year or six months? How does that work? Yeah. So it kind of all depends, and it's changed a lot. Um, with Major League Baseball, like myself, I, I'm employed by the parent club, and then I'm assigned, just like a coach or a player would be. Like I'm assigned uh, 
uh, an affiliate to cover. So uh, it's a year round thing. Um, you know, in, in years past, like clubhouse managers specifically were employed by the affiliate. So, um, but it's changed a lot with major league baseball parent clubs have stepped up and employed clubhouse managers and it's, I'm thankful for it. And I'm super thankful for the organization I, I work for because they definitely treat us well. So you essentially get called up and sent down just like a player would be essentially. Yeah. Just year to year. I mean, obviously like the Rays are really good and take into account like different situations with family or, you know, things that you, you want, you want to do or look forward to. Like they, they take into all that into account and make a decision and <coughs> makes make it's the best decision for you. Gotcha. Can I hijack now? Yo, go, dude. Okay. Um, so you kind of started your uh, your story off with you. I think you said it was 2016. You were in school, mm-hmm. and your buddy called and asked if you would come and help. What What were you doing up to that point? Like, what were you studying? Dude, so all throughout high school, I wanted to study criminal justice. Um, you know, I got I had some family that were in law enforcement, and it seemed super cool, and. I remember like spring break of my senior year, I went and saw some family and did a tour of like a law enforcement agency there and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to do this. So I was trying to like, you know, a month until graduation, I'm freaking out, like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Right. So, you know, summer goes by. Didn't really do anything the summer after my senior year. Hung out with friends and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of got it, you know, like, well, my brother-in-law got his master's degree in sports management. So I started picking his brain about it. And, I mean, he works in finance. He didn't really use his master's degree or his, his degree. But started picking his brain like, hey, I like sports. I wonder what this is kind of kind of about. Like, I don't know. Um, and then my freshman year – of of college i was actually the spring semester um i had a professor and he was the uncle of our major league pitching coach up in the big leagues and he kind of did a presentation on on his nephew and and stuff like that i was like man that's that's kind of cool so i went i decided to do sports management and then it just became luck that i didn't have anything going on that one day and that's literally how how I got into it. And there's across the industry, plenty of stories like that. Like it's legit, just a snap of a finger. Like, Hey, if I would have said no, I'd probably still be trying to get my foot in the door doing something. So did you finish your school? I did. Yeah. I finished. Yeah. I finished school. Uh, I got my undergrad in recreation and sports management and did I finished up my master's in uh, exercise and sports psychology. So I got, I got two more questions and then I'm going to yep. let you go. Um, so explain to somebody who might not be as fluent in baseball talk, what do you do for your organization? Uh, they, they call me a clubby, <laughs> uh, clubhouse manager. So it's taking care of any equipment needs, uh, contracting out any laundering that needs to be done, meeting with nutritionists, uh, 
taking in uh, catering orders, meeting with caterers. Um, shoot, you talk with the front office at affiliates, scheduling different, whether it's meet and greets or uh, anything that needs to be done with that. Um, and then like, you know, setting, setting the fields up, helping setting up fields or practices, uh, communicating with front office from whether it be the Rays, the affiliates, any transactions that goes on with players, making sure those are set up, you know, easily. Um, it's a lot like it's, it's in different, it's a unique job. Um, there's a lot thrown at you in, in different ways, but it's also really, really cool to be a part of. And you definitely become, you learn how to adapt in, in different environments and you learn to have the right answer. And if you don't have the right answer, you also learn how, how to figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. Now, do you, uh, do you travel with the team when they, throughout the season or are you specifically designated to the Rays stadium and that's it? So like this year I'll be, I'll be designated down at our complex in Port Charlotte In years past I, I've traveled with the, the different teams I've been a part of at the minor league affiliates. Um, but this year I'll be designated down at the, the complex and there's really no road road games down at the complex. You have day trips to local local teams the most being maybe an hour and a half away so that they just come back that that same day and and just like it's just for an example it's all these teams at spring train in florida like it's their complexes yeah, their around complex. the area so like around here would be atlanta um baltimore's is close by bradenton is the pirates so like mm -hmm. that's what you're referring to right yep that's okay. it tigers are in lakeland yeah, yep, they're up in Lakeland there. I think yep. a lot of people don't really think about how many jobs are in like the sports industry as a whole. Um, Dude, it's grown exponentially. I mean, just in the eight years I've been in baseball, like departments are expanding. They're bringing more people in. And a lot of it, you know, has to do with science, you know, more science getting involved in the game, um, hard data that's getting involved and you know, you need the people that, that produce this data and that's kind of the way the game's going. And uh, you know, it's, it's just expanding. There's a, there's a lot of roles in baseball. All right, everybody, <laughs> welcome back to the gamers to sports podcast. As we come back here, Ryan's laughing, and that's all because Josh, during the break, <laughs> made a reference to Cody looking like Geraldo. And good lord! Oh, excuse me. Oh. Please don't oh. cut that. Please leave all no. of that in there. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cody. <laughs> Cody. Yeah, so he was a good talk show host too. Yeah. So, Steve, through our banter hey, yeah. that you've had to suffer Couldn't through now for the last shit, 48 minutes, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the pitch clock, but I realistically, I, I want to talk about your brother, Nick, a little bit. And if you could talk about him a little bit, we can go through a, a story that happened with him. Was it over the summer or last spring? 
Yeah, uh, so, July, I think, last summer. So let's uh, let's just talk about your brother a little bit and where, where he's at. You come from a family that's pretty much really invested in baseball at this point. Yeah. Nick, he is – currently he's up in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, Wheeling University, pitching – pitching for their baseball team up there um out of you know he pitched in high school well he pitched and caught and hit and played third base i don't know he kind of played all over the place um but he ended up getting a scholarship to a juco in north carolina and then transferred to wheeling and has been been killing it there but this past summer he's playing summer baseball uh in north carolina and he was doing a, a side job and uh, he's doing a side fencing job and ended up having an injury on the job where the fence post came and hit him, hit him in the head, which is freaking tragic and crazy. But uh, ended up having to have surgery and brain surgery and all that kind of stuff. But he's back. He's back pitching. He's he's killing it. He threw last weekend four uh, Ks. And he's doing well, so good. That's it. How many innings? How many innings did he get in? Uh, two innings. Oh, all so, right, very nice. So he struck yeah. out the side and then struck out another one. Yep. Okay, so I, 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 I want to go back. Um, his injury. You kind of like you giggled a little bit when you were when you were saying it, and it caught me off guard. No, <laughs> um, it's just it's crazy. It's. Like I'm not laughing at the. I just I heard like the older brother giggle in you, and like I I would do the same thing with my siblings. Like it just it would happen to Nick. Like Nick, I love my brother. He's goofy. He's like it was terrible what happened. Like obviously, like looking back and now no now knowing that he's okay. Like it's just kind of. Is he a klutz? Is he like? Is he the 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 clumsy one? He's clumsy, but he can throw a baseball ninety three. So he does. He's doing okay. Well rounded. Yeah. Yeah, he's well rounded. (laughs) I think in y'all's backyard, I caught him pitching one time, and that was enough for me. That was good because the worst part was back then Nick didn't have any control of anything, so he was throwing it into my like I'm not wearing any catcher gear. He's thrown it into my fucking knees, thrown it into my shins. Yeah. I got it's like, dude, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Wake up in the morning, get the print of the baseball on your arm and all that. Like, like I think I was wearing fucking Crocs for shoes. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I think was that when you split your pants? It might have been when I said yes. Okay. So I think that was the time Just I so split we're clear. My pants. Just so we're clear. Okay, cool. Okay, that's what I needed to know because I didn't know if he said split or shit. And I needed to know. No, split. <laughs> Because I remember okay. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve is, if you want to flash the picture up of me and Steve at his wedding again, Steve is a lot bigger of a gentleman than I am. <laughs> and he hands me a pair of his basketball shorts. <laughs> My God, like I needed a belt for basketball shorts when this guy handed me these things. I could have fit my whole body into them. Yeah. I mean, this is this is years ago, like a lot smaller then. I'm a little big now, but <laughs> like. I think I've had to fold them over several times yeah. just to get them to fit. It was funny. That was that story. There was the there was the Zolf Diggler story. Oh, yep. We got a little sloppy you on the night the, of my twenty uh... second or twenty first birthday. We started watching some wrestling pay per view that was on, and Dolph Ziggler's walking down the ramp. Steve goes, "Look at that! That's Zolf Diggler." 
<laughs> like so confident <laughs> in the way you said it. That's all Diggler. <laughs> yep. But we have good shit. times, man. I mean, shit. Yeah, we we, we met Chase Elliott together last August. Yeah, that was cool. That was a hot Honestly, day. Honestly, you want to talk about when we talked about Starstruck? I get Starstruck outside of baseball. Were you Starstruck like, then? Like, I was kind of Starstruck. It was like, man, this is really cool. Like, you see him on TV and stuff like that. So, I mean, who was it your was favorite? Cool seeing that. Who was one that like, you go, met that you got Starstruck? I did. When I was younger, I went to a Brickyard 400. And I was able to meet Dale Hart Jr. I was oh, eight years damn. old. I couldn't imagine. At a signing. So that was die. that was cool. That was cool back in the day. Everything ties back to NASCAR here. It We're does. the Gamers Who Sports podcast, and it still has a tie back to NASCAR somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, names like Dick Trickle, how can you not tie back to NASCAR? There it is. There's our Dick also, Trickle. Also, I met I met Tony Stewart out at Eldora when my my cousin was racing his late models there. Oh, that's, that's I mean, that's, nice. I forgot. I completely forgot your your bro, your cousin is Steve Casebolt. Yeah. Steve Case Colt from the World of Outlaws, uh, late models. Yeah. Wow. I don't. Yep. Does he still run it, Steve, or is he kind uh, of he, he done he with? Runs it? like a a partial. Okay. Partial schedule. Okay, but I I brought up your brother to bring up like the changes to to baseball this year. Yeah. Pitch clock, bigger bases, no shift. Mm-hmm. Being that the Rays were the team that started the shift, really. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the changes? And I guess you'd be able to have more knowledge on the whole pitch clock situation, being that your brother's a pitcher and all that. Like what, mm-hmm. like what's your, what's your thoughts behind everything? I think it's great. I think it's, you know, it, MLB wants to kind of figure out what's best for fans really in the game and also the players, you know, you want quicker games. It's beneficial for both sides. Um, Bigger bases, less injuries on the base paths, all that kind of stuff. You know, as anything, there's just going to be some adjustments in the first few months. But after that, like, it'll probably – we'll forget that we – what it was before. Is it going to be like – go ahead, sorry. Sorry. No, like, in, in the minor leagues the past couple of years, we've had done experiments with the pitch clock and bigger bases. And, you know, it's – Are you seeing more injuries? Stuff. Is there more injuries with the pitch clock? Because I think that's that's the only thing that kind of concerns me, though, is I think you're going to maybe get more pitchers with injuries, uh, maybe even batters, too. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens. I, I like I the know. bigger bases, though. Yeah, I don't I, – Why, though? I don't know any of the numbers on I, injuries and stuff. But I'm curious about that. Why does people – why do you like the bases bigger? Yeah, I think it's What's more it, like, like just – base paths and stuff like that like you don't want guys rolling ankles or stepping on ankles and all that kind of stuff so if you have a wider basis it's a bigger area to step on so you make my anti-bigger bases theory completely like mute at that point because like i i look at it from a different perspective i hate the bigger bases because to me you're making the stolen base meaningless at that point i think the stolen bases are going to go up well now Here's why I'm saying the stolen bases are now meaningless. The stat itself will now be meaningless because someone's going to break Ricky Henderson's record, yeah. and Ricky Henderson did it when it was farther apart. Yeah. You're going to come, 
you're going to come into a place now where being that the bases are bigger, I feel like as a catcher, when you get that ball and you see the guy running a second, why even try to kill your arm to throw that ball down? He's got it. Just give it to him. It, it's I mean, done. It'll be by maybe. I don't know. I get it. I can see your perspective on it. It advantages like also. How much bigger are they going to be, though? So they went from 15 to 18. Yeah, inches. dude. I just I don't think that that three inches all the way around is gonna like diminish the the past of. Well, think about it this way: you're now six inches closer to second base. You're six inches closer to third base because of both bases being bigger, not just because one base is bigger. Now they just gotta throw the ball harder. So, and Pop another thing, get quicker. Another thing that kind of irritates me with the whole thing is now pitchers are limited on how many times they can throw over. So now if they hit that limit, like I think it's two, they can throw over twice and then they have to deliver a pitch home. Yeah. Once they do that second throw over, no, now the runner knows that the next time he makes his move, they can just bolt. Is that per inning? The second. I think, I think it it's per might batter. be per, pit, per pitch per or batter? per batter. Yeah. Oh, well. See, I feel like that doesn't matter either. Like just I personally don't see that like affecting much. I don't know. I think honestly, like it all just goes for the speed of the game because you were having four, four and a half hour games. And I, I like the magic like, of of a, a really good base stealer being able to steal yeah. that base. Like I go right back to uh, Javi Baez in uh, in sixteen, where he would come sliding in with one hand, and as they were going to tag, he would flip to the other hand. You know. I thought that that's kind of where the game was going, but with these bigger bases, like I don't think you're going to see that as much. I don't think the bases are like that. I think it's different. a bigger deal than you're thinking it is, Cody. I, I think it's a lot bigger of a deal. Um, I think traditional baseball fans are against it, while the ones they're trying to recruit now are in more agreement with them. Now, that's just however, there's no reason a Yankee Red Sox game should be taking four hours, like. I'm so glad that now, like, I could have something to do with the rest of my Sunday night when the Yankees play the Red Sox because the game will finally be over in two and a half hours instead of mm -hmm. being over in in four and a half, five hours. Um, games are always long. Yeah, well, they are, but I I take appreciation, or yeah, I'm thankful in the fact that baseball is making an effort to make the games shorter. You don't want to kill a whole day. Like, let's say you go to a baseball game. Like, that's a whole day of being at the field. You've got mm -hmm. nothing you can do afterwards because once the game's over, you're just dog tired, ready to go home. Like now, first pitch is at one o'clock. You're on your way home by three thirty. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. Steve, what's the word as far as what you hear? Um, like, if guys are chattering, if you pick up on anything that you're hearing at all about the bigger bases do they see them as like a detriment to baseball or do players seem to kind of like the idea i think everybody kind of has different opinions on it i think i mean just as what we're talking about here like they're just in the industry they're normal people too and they people like decisions and, and don't like decisions so i mean it's kind of like a, a steadfast or kind of across the board like everybody has their own opinion on it That's it. <laughs> I, I think it depends depends on who you ask. I think pitchers would hate the bigger base idea, whereas I think batters and base runners like the bigger base idea. You know, it depends on what side of the ball you're on, I think, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. 
Steve, where do you fall in this argument overall as a fan? <laughs> I don't know. I, as a fan, I think honestly, if it's if it's keeping the say the players safer, and you're not rolling ankle ankles and having injuries and all that kind of stuff, I would, I would probably side on that. Like, it is what it is. Steve, live golf or PGA Tour golf? Which one are you preferring right now? Liv is paying a heck of a lot more. <laughs> so. um, last bit of baseball talk for you, Steve, before we let you go. Or if you want to okay. stay and talk March Madness with us, you're more than welcome to. Um, He's like, I'll pass. I'll well, he is a Purdue say, fan. Yeah, boiler up on that. They just oh. Championship, so. So, so, Boiler graduate. Graduate. You're a boiler maker? Yeah. Are you from that area? Yes, sir. Have a bachelor's. Uh, I live in Indiana. Unfortunately, okay. what part? Uh, Dyer, right, uh, right over the Illinois border. All right, I'm from Richmond, which like is like Northwest. right on the Ohio line. Oh yeah, you're you're down south. I'm in the yeah, it's like directly east of Lake Michigan, kind of uh, cup. It's right west, in that middle. East. Okay, that makes sense. Heck yeah, my my sister and brother in law went to Purdue. Nice, nice. Yeah, I got my degree in uh, general business and human resource, which is hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. What a guy for that. Hey, you know what? What do you got on the neon cactus? Neon cactus. I've never been much of a drinker, but I DJed a lot, and the okay. neon cactus was where it was at. Man. But I was always right. a housey fan. Okay. I think there was a Jake's. There's like a Jake's pub or Jake's bar or something around there that we went to all the time, too. Yeah. So, so Steve, b- before I let you go, um, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier talking about Stacks. And the only yeah. reason why I know Stacks is from meeting them just a couple months ago. But, yeah. um, super cool guy, by the way. He's awesome. He is over with Italy and Japan mm-hmm. in the World Baseball Classic. Let's talk with, about the World Baseball Classic. Team USA plays tonight at 10 o'clock. Well, tonight when the show's recording. Um, whenever it uploads, they might either already be eliminated or they might be moving on. We're not quite sure yet. Uh, you got Japan that's, I believe, undefeated. Uh, Mexico has one of your guys on it, Randy Rosarena, who's yep. making some noise. What's your thoughts about the World Baseball Classic this year? And how does it kind of like maybe not so much change the way you approach your job, mm-hmm. but the way the team has to kind of approach spring training and all that while this is going on? I think it's cool. I think it's – I've kind of been more aware of it more this year than in years past because like the la- when was the last time it was played? 2019, 20- I think. 2020 they did it during covid and it was team usa won it okay so like that was my first kind of couple years working in a position where i'm at so i really didn't really understand the whole grip the grasp of it but anyway going into it this year and especially having stacks in it like yeah i'm hearing more about it and, and stuff like that and i think it's i think it's awesome like it's a great experience for guys being able to represent where they're from or their heritage or, or whatever. Um, and it's just, it's a heck of an experience and you're able to, like I've talked to Seth, like I don't think what, when other, you know, I'm trying to think at what t- other time in his life he would go to Taiwan and Japan and being a part of these 
different experiences and being a part of a heck of a team with great people on it. And then also going to be a part of a team that plays against Shohei. Like, when else is that happening? You know, so I think it's awesome. How did he get that? Like, how was he asked about that? How did he get that? Like, what's his role, too, over there? He's a clubhouse manager. He's one of the clubhouse. There's two clubhouse managers. And one of one clubhouse manager with the Rays uh, had the opportunity to do that, be the head guy. And he asked had to go with him so okay i'm super stoked for him he's killing it over there oh that's awesome yeah that's awesome but as far as like wbc itself um you know i think you know team all different organizations are treating it you know they're men down during spring but like they're also getting work in over there so they kind of you know you're evaluating everything as it is just like a heavier than spring training workload, I guess, right out the yeah. shoot. Yeah. That's way to put it. Um, the broadcasters. Uh, oh, go ahead, AJ. I, no, I was just going to say, I guess the team you're pulling for in all this would be USA, but with Italy having stacks on it, you might be. Honestly, man, Italy. like it'd be cool. Like, I, you know, being an American and, you know, pulling for Team USA, but. Um, Sorry, my guys. You're all good, They're man. <laughs> uh, it's cool. I think I kind of lost my train of thought. What, what was the question again? <laughs> it, was, it, it was, It uh, was. you know, I, I think you'd probably cheer for Team USA to win the World Baseball Classic, but being that yeah. you have a tie to Italy, maybe you want yeah. Italy to win now. I don't know. I think it's... It's tough. I think, you know, knowing so many people that are part of all the different teams, you kind of, it's more of like being a fan of the game. So you're what, you know, you're watching these different teams play and you, you, you're rooting for the people that, that you know that are playing on that team. It's like an appreciation for the game. You're, for sure. you're watching an all star game every night because yeah. it's the best players that are the best players for each country. Yeah. And it was also like, you know, when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, I was over at your house, AJ. We were watching watching the World Series. I was pulling for the Cubs because it was a... We both were. Yeah. It was a interesting and unique time in baseball. And, like, I think everybody was pulling for the Cubs at that point. So, it's just like, you know, and any other thing, you're, you're a fan of the game. You got to be careful how much we talk about the Cubs here. Josh will go into a 20-minute eulogy on why the Cubs are so terrible now. I got it down to like 15 minutes at this point. I don't Um, have 15 minutes. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All good. Well, they were saying too. uh, Go ahead, Ryan. They're saying on the uh, the broadcast of these games that there's even the first round are feeling like playoff games. For the WBC, and you can see by some of the how some of these guys are going out and diving for these balls. And you know, it's still spring training for most of these guys, yeah. and they're going out guys. diving all over. Mookie yeah. made a great catch the other night. The guy, I think it was against Canada. They're up nine to one, and he's diving out, making a, a great catch. Yeah, these guys, these guys are super passionate about about playing and putting on a show, and you know, it's just it's baseball and. They're happy to, happy to be playing, and I think, you know, in any industry, especially in baseball, after the whole COVID thing in 2020, like the way the way the world was, 
you know, people are excited to be, you know, we're three years removed now, but like there's a passion, there's a passion for what you do and to be able to do it at the, the best level you can. And also like this being the first WBC after COVID, like people want to represent their country. People want to represent who they are and where they're from. So, um, and they're proud to be a part of it and they're going to play like it too. And to touch on something uh, AJ said earlier, actually there are two undefeated teams in the World Baseball Classic currently, and that is Japan at 4-0 and Venezuela at 4-0. Uh, everyone else has experienced a loss at some point. Poor China is 0-4 uh, along with uh, Nicaragua. No victories in their, uh, in their path, but everything else also- looks to be pretty solid. It was also a combined perfect game the other night. Puerto Rico, Puerto right? Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. yeah. Um, Can we say one thing before we get off the world or baseball uh, thing? Let's all be honest. Great Britain has the worst uh, uniform. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dirty. Oh, you don't know who's God. in charge of designing designing. You stole my in the rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, we're. I'm sorry, but that was the cheapest shit I have ever seen in my life, man. I could make Little League shirts that are better. I've got a point I want to bring up, and I'll do it during the In the Rough segment, but there was just one part of those jerseys that just tops all the others. So, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that was you. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Steve, before I let you go, okay, i got to ask you one question, because for the fifth time this week, I was called an asshole on Twitter by someone I don't know. With the shift being in play, okay? You got a left-hander batter up. Everyone moves over to the first base side of the infield. Why the hell wouldn't they just slap a bunt or go opposite field there where there's 90 feet of open area? It, it, it For these guys, it's not rocket science. Yeah. But Why then, does that not happen? There's still respect in baseball. <laughs> Beat them with what you got. So even though you know it's probably not going to work, you're still going to just swing the bat like you always would. Yeah, I guess I guess that's okay. it. I don't know. So I'm not an asshole though in saying why the hell don't you just go the opposite way. I mean, I think I think it's just kind said of viewed, you would be an asshole. I think I think it's kind of viewed as a cheap way out. But also, like I don't know, like in, in certain intense game situations, if they're going to be playing the sh- I don't know. I don't you know, guys would. I don't you know. guys would have shifted all the way over. It's a higher pay scale than what. Than what I'm at, so they can figure it out. Are the Red Sox cheating the system by moving their outfielders over? <laughs> uh, shoot, who knows? Steve, thank you for coming on, my friend. Good luck to you this season. Um, thanks for always being a really close friend of mine, too, buddy. Of course, John. Aww. I appreciate you guys, and thank you for thanks having for me. Thanks for coming on. on, buddy. Thanks for Absolutely. coming on, man. Thank you. Hey, yes, why don't definitely. You, thank you. If you could do me a favor, Steve, tell people mm-hmm. where they can find you on social media and what your merchandise link is deal so you guys can find me on uh that's a heck of a picture that is the sick picture. i'm gonna give a shout out <clears throat> 27outs.com uh you spell out 20 and then you have the number seven spell out outs.com that's where all of merch is for for us um you can find me on socials at, at steve burhalter on instagram and twitter and linkedin too if you want to check out my linkedin I did check out your LinkedIn earlier. I actually had all of the information about you before you even came on and told me about it. So sweet. <laughs> Perfect. I read the synopsis already. 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome, guys. I appreciate you guys, and thank you for having me on. Thanks, thanks Steve. For coming Absolutely. On. Take yeah. care, buddy. Yeah, thank you. And that was Steve here on the Gamers Do Sports podcast. We'll catch you on the next side of the break. Welcome back to the Gamers Do Sports podcast. Welcome to the five for the four or whatever you prefer this week. We are giving you our baseball team to watch this season. The baseball team is going to make some noise that you wouldn't expect to make some noise in this upcoming year. <laughs> Cody, since you know everything there is about baseball, why don't you start us off and not say somebody like the Washington Senators? Um, so I'm actually more of a generals guy. Oh, uh, but this one is actually a fun question because I love to do this. Actually, every season, I always like talk about a random team, and then like if they do good, then I kind of like bandwagon. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, but mine a few years ago was actually the Orioles. Uh. But I'm not going to take the Orioles right now. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Angels, and that is a fair one because nobody ever expects shit out of them. You've been saying the same team since, like, what, 2010? Yeah. That's about right. I mean, do you want to know something crazy here? How many playoff series has Mike Trout played in in his entire career? Zero. One. He played in one divisional series. One hey, series. 2023 is the year. All right. You say so. I don't see how that team improved anything, but. We're headed to the Super Series. We're headed to the Super Bowl. That's what's happening. Ryan, who's your team to watch? Well, Cody took mine. So, yeah. Give me the Oakland Athletics. For some reason, every now and then they seem to make the playoffs and. Well, throwing a shot at the dart. We're throwing the dart at the dartboard. Lands on the Oakland Athletics. You know this is supposed to be like a team that you think is going to make a deep run, right? Oh, I thought it said improve, but sure. Deep run. Oakland Athletics, let's go. <laughs> so the 2022 Oakland Athletics went yeah, 60 right. and 102. That's right. They're going to go 102 and 60 this year. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they are. Billy I'm, I'm right with Moneyball. It's happening. That's right. That's right. Josh, are you going to say the Cubs? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Why are you going with the Cubs, Josh? Well, it's, I mean, well, Cubs. With the Yankee hat displayed in the background. <laughs> uh, there you go. So I'm not necessarily reaching too far out for this pick. It's kind of more of a safe one, but I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners to make a deep run this year. I think with the young talent they have, especially Julio Rodriguez, who might be the best player in baseball right now, up and coming player in baseball right now it's kind of hard to say that when mike trout is still playing whether hurt or not but seattle that's who i'm going with you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back in and reason i'm picking the cubs is i think they've made some decent moves not anything that you know heals wounds of a few years ago um but it 
it shows that we might be looking towards the right direction, not going in the right direction. I want to see what happens with our, our young talent that still hasn't made it to the show yet. Let's see what happens with them. Let's try not to trade away our farm system for an asshole of a pitcher that really didn't do anything for us. But I digress. I, that, sorry. Sorry for my outburst. Um, I just think we got, we're moving in the right direction. I think we still have to get better pitching than what we currently have. I think last year was a, a flop of a signing with uh, Marcus Stroman. But we'll see what happens. We got some decent bats. So let's see what we do with them. Explain to me. AJ. Um, well, hold on. I want to I wanna, uh, hop on Josh's back for a second. Explain to me in NFL terms so I can understand the culture. What is it like to be a Cubs fan? In a NFL culture, yeah. What what is like the the equivalent fan base NFL to Cubs? The Lions with a ring. The first day of the regular season, we were like the Patriots of the dynasty era, where we felt we were unbeatable <laughs> and we were going all the way. Um, a week into the season, you know, we're more of the more of like the Packers, we have our deep seeds and we, we love our team and we start, you know, toning back the smack talking, but still smack talking. And about a month to two months into the season, we start, you know, kind of seeing the, the drain starting to go. And I'd say probably by June, we're Cleveland Brown fans. Going, they did it to us again. Is that every year? That's for 14 through 16. Okay. Was was decent. Um, but you know, I I think that Major League Baseball at this point is got everything kind of ass backwards when it comes to uh when it comes to how to improve the game, improving the game, not going to be shorter games. It's not going to be bigger bases. Improving the game is getting the game itself in front of as many eyes as you possibly can to grow that sport. And the more they black out games, the more they allow teams with fan bases big fan bases to establish their own networks and charge their fans for games and a good portion of them end up being blacked out anyway. You're, you're doing all the actions pushing people away from baseball, but standing there like a bunch of jerks going, well, I don't know why people aren't watching anymore. People aren't coming out to the ballpark. Well, when your team consistently loses year in and year out and the cost of tickets steadily goes up at a certain point the fans are going to say the hell with it and that's i think what's happening around the league is baseball is no longer passionate you know in the eyes of the fans it's analytics you know it's well i can i can pay this person this much pay this person much and you you lose that franchise name that franchise guy that 
you know, casual fans kind of dig around. I, I think we're heading in a bad area when it comes to sports. And I hope they figure it out before it becomes an issue because what was it last year? Like the fans just started coming back around. Don't change enough to piss off the, the diehard fans. I know you want to put uh, eyes on the sport. NASCAR did it with the stage one and stage two shit. I'm not a fan of it. And I've been a fan of NASCAR now for about a month. I'm not a fan of it. As a casual fan, I don't like it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But that's what sports, you know, leagues do is they they get these little niche ideas like we're going to make the game or the sport better. And they do these stupid things that take away from what what's pure about the sport. And the more you do that, the the more you water it down. What's an average ticket price for Wrigley, Josh? To be honest with you, you're not getting a decent seat in that place for less than 80 to 100 bucks. A lot of things are going to be hurt now, too, with the Bali Sports bankruptcy. I mean, that's that's going to hurt a lot of guys, a lot of people's viewing. But I saw the MLB is wanting to put together their MLB network presentation for all those games to be still available locally even after the bankruptcy, so. Hopefully ESPN Plus can pick up some games, too. Last year, what did I tell you my main reason my issue with my team was? That I could not watch them lose. Not not mentally I couldn't watch them lose. I'm a Cubs fan. I know how to watch people lose. You couldn't watch the lovable losers do their thing. I couldn't watch any of them. This whole, off, or this whole spring training, I haven't seen a game. I, I, I look on my phone. I, I live through MF, MLB notifications. That's how they that's how they respect their fan bases. You know, one of the best things was coming home on a on you know during a weekday towards the summer on WGN, Cubs were on. Didn't matter. Channel nine. Now you can't get anything. It's Even easier the, to watch. Go ahead. Even if the Cubs weren't on, you still got Hawk Harrelson and the White Sox. I would rather cut my balls off with a rusty blade than listen to Hawk Harrelson talk baseball talk in life. <laughs> does does the like, MLB do they I'm have anything sure retired, kind of like? Though. Does the MLB have anything like the Sunday ticket? That's like in comparison, yes. like a league yes. pass, extra innings, yeah, extra, extra innings. I extra pay for MLB.tv so I can watch all the Yankee games. Which how much is that? It's twenty bucks a month, or I think it's like a hundred bucks for the year, two hundred bucks for the year. And you get to watch it's like any the, game possible? Any game except local for blackout. local blackouts. That's ridiculous. Well, see, the baseball schedule, it's not so bad, right? Because, it, at least for me, it's not so bad because I have cable. So, like, the nights where I want to watch the Yankees um, and they're playing in Tampa, I can just flip it on on cable and whatever. I can watch it. Or I can use the uh, the black box, as I'll call it on I this. Just, I've always thought blackouts were awful. There. Blackouts are awful, but... It, it it's hard to explain like without having like a second to just sit down and think about it and give you a well thought out response to the blackouts, but they, they suck in general. That's pretty basic. Lions games used to be blacked out when they played at the Silverdome. Silverdome hosted 80,000 people and they sucked. They weren't winning. Well, they're still not winning, but now they're at least you can watch the games on TV because they sell out. It's just terrible. 
I'm I don't pretty feel sure peer pressuring people into going to your stadium is the way to go for any team. I agree. You know, I I I know it sounds nerdy, but I have a tradition every single Sunday. I go through my entire house and I clean it top to bottom. Everything you could think of. And I watch every single Bears game. I watch every single, uh, you know, almost every game on Sunday. When baseball season was going on, the game was on. No matter what we were doing, the game was on the TV. If the TV was on, the game was on. You know, and now, marketing <laughs> network, I mean, you got to jump through so many hoops. And I'm sorry, but when my team is losing 9 out of 10, I'm not paying you 20 bucks a month to watch you. You're lucky I'm dedicating my time to watch you for free on WGN. You want to charge people because you saw the Yankees do it? Well, how about this? Get the amount of championships the Yankees have, and then we'll talk. Become as valuable as the Yankees, and then we'll talk. I thought I heard Marquis was coming to MLB TV. I thought I heard that. I mean... They, they thought this was going to be the next big thing, and they... Do you remember when they launched it? Yeah, I remember you getting all upset about it, for sure. Right, but do you remember the specific month that they launched Marquee Sports Network? No. March 2020. Hmm. You, know what, you know what March 2020 was? Yeah. Oh. All the Facebook yeah. memories are starting to pop back up. It's like three years ago. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, I saw the ones for Atlanta. So when every yeah they lost i think the first year they lost close to a billion dollars over like the course of that that season of like lost revenue from like the games not being played and the dead airspace that they didn't have programming scheduled for like they lost their ass but that's everybody i mean every sport that was in session at that point hockey uh, basketball baseball like that that's everybody was in that same scenario but during yeah. a company's launch, though, that's rough. It, it's, I mean, was that not also during Bali's launch? And they just fired Chapter 11 yesterday. I thought Bali had been around a while before that. I don't, all I remember is when they popped up, their little scoreboard ticker drove me nuts. I could not watch a game on Bali, net, Bali's network because that ticker, that ticker being at the bottom the way it was, just drove me nuts for baseball. Now they why. launched the, now Bailey's launched a you know a streaming service. They want an extra twenty bucks, and it, this is Miguel Cabrera's thing. It's his last year, and I want to watch a few games. I don't want to spend twenty bucks to watch a cup, game here, game there, game here, game there. No, it, it's terrible. Got got to pay for that lawsuit and those lawyers somehow. Uh, I just I don't think that you should sit there in front of people saying we want to get more eyes on the sport but you do everything in your power to limit the eyes that are seeing your sport. You know, they only want like, eyes that are willing to pay extra. Yeah. Like what's it, what's it to you? And it's like, you know, come on. You, you know, I, there's a reason they called the Chicago Cubs the lovable losers because no matter how much they lose, we always show up. You we know what I think happened? The WWE did so well with the original WWE network that it set a weird standard for every other sport and it is not sustainable for any other sport to do it. See, I, I disagree with that. I, I, I agree with too. what you're saying, but I disagree with it. I think 
their blueprint came from the Yankees network. So the way the way the MLB network does it is you can go back, I think, maybe to 2009 and watch any baseball game from that time frame, I think. Uh, It's just if you subscribe to it, it's just cool. It's cool to have the reason you get that stuff. Who's sitting there watching old games unless something special happened? Well, I mean, I'll watch like the old. It, for me, it'd be the 09 playoff run. I, I'll watch some of the games from there. See, um, I go I'll back. Watch. I rewatch. I when I was younger, I used to rewatch old Raw events all the time. I watch those. I um, watch those going to bed. Old pay per views. I love to watch Royal old Rumbles. I like to. Yeah, Royal Rumbles are good to watch. I love to go back and watch like. Kind of like what Josh said, something special. Like certain games that like I have vivid memories of, I go back and rewatch those a lot. I know that like on my YouTube page is all NASCAR races I attended on my yeah. like page. So this way, like I can just flip them on. This way, I can see the broadcast of it. I was there. I'd, that kind of. I'd thing. watch Miggy. I'd watch Miggy with the triple crown when he clinched the triple crown. I'd watch yeah. that game again. I'd watch the sixteen, uh, game seven. Yeah, Derek Jeter's walk off, right. his final at bat at Yankee Stadium was a walk off. Like, it was scripted. just cool stuff. Oh, shut the fuck up! You know what was scripted? What? You going in and to a uh, pizza place and <laughs> getting yelled at? Getting yelled at for forgetting my card because I was frazzled. <laughs> you know what the worst part was? Is I. I don't know what your name is on your card, but it's not what I expected your name to be. So yeah. when she said it, I was like, I don't well, and know. And that throws who me that off is. too, right? Because I never go by my my legal name. So yeah. you can just yell it in my face and I don't acknowledge that you're talking to me. And then What's we were told name? I'll tell you in a little bit. Right. <laughs> when the cameras are off. <laughs> so like I thought the funniest part was after we had ordered and spent fucking $70 for two pizzas and 20 wings in Daytona. They told us that we essentially were waiting ourselves to come back inside and check every five minutes to see every if our five, food's done. Every, every five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> was this Saturday night? This is after no, this the 500. Oh, oh, after the 500. All right. It, well, and this wasn't it, like it wasn't busy. I mean, like they had like business, like there were people coming in and out. But what you would expect for like a beachfront pizza place to have, so it's not like they were like slammed. Mind you, Daytona on a Sunday closes at like nine o'clock, and this was eight thirty. So it's like one of ten places maybe still open. You would think they would open longer during that weekend. You Fuck think. no, exactly. that place don't. And now, like, I have someone to back me up on that. Cody can back me up. Like, that place yeah. shuts the fuck down at next time. We're not. We don't turn left of the bridge. From now on, we only go right. What's right? What's right of the bridge? All the good stuff. And, well, you, you want to go follow me to Browns? I'm good. You're good. You don't want to go to Browns? Yeah. We got stuck behind a um a bus. Gwen, Zach, myself got stuck behind a bus. That said, follow me to Browns. And for those unaware, Browns is a strip club place in Daytona. And this bus moves at the speed of smell in front of you on like a one lane road. So you cannot go around it by any means. (laughs) Your only option is to follow that bus to Browns. (laughs) We have breaking news, gentlemen. The Bears have struck again. This sign, PJ Walker. 
to a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ Walker. Panthers, Former XFL quarterback. quarterback. Yep. yep, Panthers too. Yep. So he's taking over. Justin Why would Fields we want that? Nice. That's a solid third stringer. Yeah, I don't even know who our second string is at this point. <laughs> I would hope that it's not him. <laughs> it's probably as, him. As, as mobile as Fields is, and like just injury prone as being a mobile quarterback is, I would hope that PJ Walker was not my QB two. Bears expected to this, sign PJ Walker as of 15 minutes ago. Adam, Schreck. is this BS? Uh, he now becomes Aaron the Rodgers thing ever going to end? Per Adam Schefter, he now becomes the likely backup to Justin Fields. Bears are bears, baby. Ew. Bears gonna bear. Ew. If you, ew, I saw, I saw a meme, there. and it was like, if you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't ride with us at like four and thirteen, then don't come back at. Three and sixteen, <laughs> or not three and six. Uh, Any whatever. You got it backwards. You got yeah, it backwards. Six, don't come back at six and ten. Yeah, wouldn't it be seven and I, ten? And there's seventeen games now. Yeah, seven and ten now. Yeah. I truly believe my team is gonna squeak into the playoffs this come upcoming year. God. Wild card. This would be a great time to just end this show. Yeah, I think the <laughs> NFC is a little. Different. You really think that? Squeak in. I think the like, Lions are better than you. On the last fucking play, the last pass of the last game of the last week before playoffs, we're going to find out that we we got in by default. I think the Lions are better than you. I think the Vikings are better than you. And I think the Packers might be better than you. Might. Depends on how everything goes. He's saying you're bottom of the barrel. I I am. I mean, I am. I am, because the Bears Even have shown with me everything nothing. Everything we've already done, everything you've already done, you still haven't made the playoffs with Josh, Justin Fields. You have Fields. to remember, he's a Patriots fan. He doesn't understand what rebuilding your struggles looks like. He's yeah, just what do you mean? I'm in the fucking middle of it. This. You're just <laughs> now getting to taste it. We just signed Juju Smith-Schuster five years after he was good. Yeah, welcome to it. But like, like I'm saying, like the what Dolphins happened? are better than you. Yes. The Jets are better than you. Probably if they get Rodgers, yes. The Bills. Obviously, yes. But you know what the, the difference is? Too. I'm sitting here telling you that we're bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I can come to grips with that and say that and full well know it. Not let it affect me. No, I don't think we're going to finish last in our division. I think there's a solid chance. I'm saying don't be shocked. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. <laughs> you're, uh, you're just making it. Listen, you're... so this show has gone on now 15 minutes longer than it really should have been. But regardless, what have the Bears done in the last five years that made you think they're making a turnaround? Uh, acquiring Ryan Poles. <laughs> See, I would have no. said probably like drafting Justin Fields. No, no, no. They're the same no. team with Justin Fields as they were with Because I think Justin Fields hasn't proven as much as this city thinks he has. Thank you. He's established he can run, but can he make complex passes when is the time Lamar? is needed? He's a worse Lamar. You know, I think that we we can make something out of him, but he's not the savior that everybody thinks he is out here. 
I agree think with he's that. better than uh, at this point any quarterback in the NFC North. Yes, I do now. Is he better? Okay, is he better than Jared Goff? Yes. Is he better than Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yes. Is he better than Jordan Love? Yes. So he's now, the I best don't even quarterback. Think that one's like answerable. Yeah. He's the best quarterback in the NFC North, is what you're saying. I'm saying now it's a strong argument. It's not even an argument to you. It's clear cut. Justin That's Fields is the best quarterback in the NFC North, in your opinion. Right now, as it sits, I believe he's going to be the best quarterback in that division come the end of the year. What is your record at the end of the season? It's going to be a long record, but like an eight and nine or a nine or a something of that nature. That would be a success though, right? I would imagine. I mean, I don't really count anything against this season because after a while you kind of, after the Dallas game, you kind of knew they were tanking. Did, did AJ just leave? Yeah, he just left. It's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Hey, um, there you. don't, uh, don't hit your search bar right in the stream yard. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'll tell you. Bad. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing with Fields though. They're actually giving him weapons now. Like Cole Komet, great tight end. I like him as a tight end. You you just traded for DJ Moore. You're starting to get the pieces around him. Let's see if like Josh, as he said, maybe he can be the best quarterback in this division now. Let's see. see let's I, see him. Let's get, get I don't the think talent. DJ what, Moore what gives do. that much talent to that okay. team. Oh, DJ so, Moore's a good receiver. Last year the Bears went three and fourteen. Josh, you really think that there is five more wins on that table than there was last year? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn, he's like seething with it. Wow. Oof. I'll go one better. I'll go one better. At the end of the season, the Chicago Bears will have a better record than the New England Patriots. Yeah, I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That that'll just That'll make me happy. Cool. You would. The Patriots are probably the twenty fourth best team in the league. Yeah, but I mean, you always got that wild card in Belichick. No, no, He's they don't. Able to make they, things they, out of Josh, they have two losses to Miami coming. They have two loss. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, they have two losses to the Jets coming, and they have two losses to the Bills coming. There's six right there. You're counting. They're not going to win a game in the AFC East next year. They're not. You don't think so? I I don't think so. I know so. They will not win a game in the AFC East next year. Okay. Okay. So, like you say that, like I think the Bears are going to do better than New England. Like I hope so. Because if you don't, then you have seriously regressed, and it's not possible when you were a three-win team last year. Yeah, but like I said, after that, that. Dallas game, it was like they started thinking. Like that, that's my honest opinion. I saw, I saw the turn after that Dallas game because we never, we didn't win a game after that. No, but you crushed New England in New England the week before on on Monday Night Football. So why did the Dallas game show you that they they weren't anything? Because after the New England game, they again only had three wins. I, yeah, I just that's when I kind of got the fact that they weren't they were gonna tank. They were gonna take the rest of the fucking year. That's just my opinion. 
It just seemed like they had no no competitive fire in them at that point. He couldn't get anybody to protect field. If I'm not mistaken, he had the least amount of time in the pocket of the entire NFL. You know, when you see stuff like that happening on a constant basis, shit, we lost Orlando Brown. Uh, you kind of get a vibe of what's going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at New England's schedule next year now that you have me thinking about it. Right now, I only see one win on the schedule, and it's Washington. Oh, there is no way you guys will only win one game. There's only one win on the schedule that I can write in there, and it's Washington. At Dallas, at Denver, at the Vegas Raiders, at Miami, Buffalo, Miami, New York, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Chargers, Eagles, Giants, Jets, Bills, Colts, Saints, Steelers. The only win on that schedule is Washington. That is it. And that's, that's a maybe. So you got so you one. Really think that so again, I hope you are better than New England next year. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Is Mac Jones your quarterback next year? No, I hope to God they draft Stetson Bennett, but that's a story for another day. Of course, that's what you want. You're still on that, huh? I will be on that till draft night's done with. It's it's liable to happen too. Like that's just like the. Why do you think I'm trying to speak it into existence? Smart. Oh, uh, you heard it here. Yeah. Round pick here, right? Patriots. No, no, because what Belichick's going to do is he's going to do his mega stupid reach, and he'll probably take him in the second round. But trades up to get him number one overall. <laughs> Take Stetson Bennett with the number one overall pick. <laughs> like Bryce Young's still up there. Will yeah. Levis is still up there. We're taking Stetson. We Richardson's like Louis up Steve. there. Yep. yep. They trade Rich- Richardson's another him. one. Okay. So I'm, I keep trying to get the social media so we can get the hell out of here. But Anthony Richardson's another <laughs> another one where I don't understand everyone's love for him because he sucked at Florida. He was awful at Florida. He was a pick machine at Florida. I, I don't understand what all the hype is around this guy because he I I don't I don't know. I think people just see the dog in him, bro. Uh, I guess. He's Cam Newton, which is great because Cam Newton was an overrated quarterback from the minute he stepped into the league. Ah, I take that back. Cam Newton was an overrated quarterback post-2015. And he was only in the league for three years that year. Refused to dive for the ball. Absolutely. That was the time. On that Super Bowl, yep. That Cam Newton became what Cam Newton ended. I love Cam. But you admit that was the turning point, right? Yeah, for sure. You also like Carson Wentz, too. You also love Carson Wentz, too. Andy Dalton got a job, by the way. Huh? Andy Dalton got a job, which was funny. Where? I forgot where he went. I, where did I just see Is that? that Houston, guy? maybe? Oh, no. Yeah, he went to uh, uh, Charlotte. The Panthers. Yes, Panthers. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Let's go over some social media stuff here. You can find our podcast on Twitter at Gamers Do Sports. We are also on Facebook in your search bar, Gamers Do Sports. We are now on our own YouTube channel in your search bar, the Gamers Do Sports Podcast. It's kind of separating away from the Left Turn Cult page, having our own little page. Uh, we are also on TikTok at Gamers Do Sports again. Uh, you can find me personally at One Lug TV on Twitter. I have incredibly shitty opinions, so go ahead, give me a follow. 
Josh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, social media, Twitter at Gonzo Podcasting. Um, and I mean, visit all our, our handles for Gamers Through Sports. Uh, if you ever have any topics you want to see on the uh, show, you know, throw us uh, throw us a message. You know, if it's something that that'll rival up the uh, the group, then you know maybe we'll find our way onto it. You know, but hope to you know see how this one goes and you know keep on growing. Ryan, go ahead. Our Rancola eighty eight on Twitter. Like everybody's been saying, follow us on the Gamers Do Sports podcast page. Cody, uh, it's me. Uh, it's me. It's me. One Lug TV, aka your host with the most, aka Cody. Uh, find me on Twitter at the NAS Cody. Um, YouTube gamers do sports. Uh, and yeah, just make sure you follow. And if you hashtag like, Geraldo lookalike, Geraldo at large, Wish.com, Geraldo Rivera. If you like our content, then please follow. If not, we're gonna quit and we're all gonna um, never do podcasts again. <laughs> no, we're all just gonna join the left turn cult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's right. the backup plan. Just <laughs> gonna be nine of us talking, uh, talking racing. Don't worry, Josh. I got you. You're covered. Over. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody will be able to hear shit anyway. Like just everybody <laughs> talking over each other. <laughs> I mean, isn't that any podcast you ever listen to? Yeah, yeah. Anytime, I don't know about you guys. Sorry, AJ, I'm going to hijack your uh, your outro here. <laughs> You're good. Anytime I go to watch a podcast and I see more than three people, I'm immediately like, fuck this. Like, I'm not listening to a bunch of people screaming over each other. What'd yeah. you say? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, We do have some yeah. fun stuff coming up this week, though. We got um, our March Madness Tournament Challenge. Has 21 entries so far as of this recording. Going to work on getting a Fantasy Baseball League set up. Maybe do a prize for that, too. Not too sure yet. Still kind of working the kinks through that. And, uh, Cody, you want to talk about the LTC Super Speedway Series coming up for gaming-wise? Oh, yeah. We are doing an iRacing League. Um, Still very early into its development. Um, We were aiming to have it going by the end of this month. I feel like we're like now two weeks behind where we were two weeks ago. So just got to get some technicalities um, figured out behind that. But it is going to be an iRacing league that is streamed. Um, probably it might be streamed from the Left Turn Cult page. So we're going to have like hopefully different personalities come on from the whole LTC media thing. Um, I mean, how fun would it be if like Josh came in and uh, commentated over a race or Ryan, you know, so on and so forth. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> but, uh, it's going to be a super, uh, super speedway series. Um, it's kind of in the name, uh, Talladega, iRacing, super speedway, Daytona, Atlanta. Um, and the kind of cars we're running, we're still not fully decided. Of course, there's going to be some like, you know, just regular cup series cars, but with them bringing the gen four car into iRacing, that seems pretty fun to do at super speedways. Also, I want to do just random ass cars. Uh, for the series too so just like i want it to be a spec can't wait to run the uh what is it the radicals at michigan yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) oh man well looking forward to that that'll do it for all of us we'll catch you next week we're out of here see you guys